I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and this is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. It would be difficult to ignore the problems all around us. I was watching a disturbing video on the weekend about the serious consequences of geoengineering, this manipulation of the jet streams through chemtrails, and the high-frequency active auroral research program, or HARP, in Alaska and Russia, and how they're threatening to finish up with the Arctic ice flows in two to three years and liberate massive amounts of methane into the atmosphere and generally demolish life as we know it. Well, it's a horrifying scenario, and coupled with the massive damage being caused economically by the secret banking cabals, and it can really make you lose sleep. Good to remember, then, that there's good action all around us, too. Well-intentioned people working in their communities for justice and equality and environmental sustainability. This tension has always existed between the forces of evil and the forces of good. But it seems the stakes are higher today than they've ever been. There's no exaggeration, probably, to say we're living in important, maybe even apocalyptic times. The final conflict today on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. On our Stop Radio Network, we work continually to make humanity conscious of the root causes of our difficulties. And so we're not interested only in stimulating or provoking. No, we have a therapeutic bent at the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Brazil. So we try to provide the light, not just the heat. One of my pet peeves in today's mainstream media is this tendency to blast us with data and info and images without any connecting thread to tie things together. Let me give an example. As the recent Boston bombings coverage was unfolding, I saw on CNN especially, that's who I was paying the most attention to, over and over the image of these two suspects with backpacks walking past the same corner (laughs) over and over again. I saw them and heard the earnest reporters announcing the suspicious behavior of these two young men in question, and I thought, but none of that looks suspicious. It's two guys walking through a group of marathon supporters. So there was a ton of faith you needed to have to make the decision that these two guys were guilty, or even suspects, based on that video. But here was CNN reporting, buying the story, without any questions. It's like, we've got this video, it's all we have, so let's keep showing it over and over again while we repeat incessantly the few facts we have, and it kind of like hypnotizes you. But it doesn't help you to think or to question. It's like a train pulling out of the station, and you've got to jump on it or you'll miss it, and the next one's not for another week. But I found myself saying, well, who's deciding all this? Who's coming up with all these conclusions? The same ones who decided JFK was killed by a lone gunman from a book depository? Or that substantial eyewitness accounts from first responders about explosions at the World Trade Center on 9-11 should be ignored? I, like many of us, crave connections, a through line, not isolated facts and images thrown on screen to fill up the 24-7 smotherage that substitutes for thoughtful analysis in our digital, shared with 10,000 Facebook friends, flash mob world. This overview, the context that provides analysis that's missing, that's what we work hard to provide to the best of our abilities here on the Stop Radio Network. And if you like what we're doing, let us know about that, okay? We love to hear from you. Jones at stop.org.br. And pass us on to your friends. I think we make good company. 
One of our jobs is to tell what's going on, the big picture of that. And it's no exaggeration to say that what's happening on earth today is of biblical proportions. So let's get into that. Dr. Claudia Bernhard Pacheco had the final conflict when thinking with somebody else's head returns on the Stop Radio Network. Hi, my name is Thorne, and I love listening to the Stop Radio Network. It helps me to start off my day in a really good mode. The most relevant conversations in the world today are on the Stop Radio Network. In the United States, there is a hidden government. In 1985, Norberto Kepi published an explosive analysis of the pathology of power. The new world order that they are trying to implant goes totally against ethical principles. 28 years later, Liberation of the People is still the most relevant book available that exposes our inverted socioeconomic structure and who's responsible for it. They are like sharks and you are like fishes in an ocean. The people's reaction to Kepi's book was enthusiastic. The powerful hated it. They were able to do a master cover-up. Roberto Kepi's book was buried, and the warning went out to the media. You are never, ever to mention the work of Norberto Kepi. Now, Norberto Kepi's timely book is available again. For your free download of Norberto Kepi's Liberation of the People, go to liberationofthepeople.org. You're listening to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. Our program is based on the science of analytical trilogy. If you're interested in learning more, you'll find information about books, TV shows, and any upcoming congresses or teleclasses on our site at HealingThroughConsciousness.com. Now, back to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Scott Radio Network. The program is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and uh, very happy that you're, you're tuned in to us on our Stop Radio Network. We try to broadcast every week, but uh, don't always make it because of our busy work schedule down here. But we're trying to update our radio station as often as possible with new programs and new uh, advertising sort of features about our, our work down here and stuff. So, you know, if there's anything that you think is missing, anything more that you'd like to hear from us, our email's always open for you, jones at stop.org.br. Well, Claudia Bernhard-Bashek was with us again today. And uh, Claudia, I was, I was thinking over the weekend about how difficult things are still on our planet. I'm sure, I'm sure you've noticed that too. I mean, I have, I have friends with all sorts of difficulties in health and relationships with finances. We have an overload of information in the world about everything, but we often don't know uh, what the heck is going on, like in Boston. I was watching a video of a former Canadian politician, Paul Hellyer, speaking to the citizen hearing on disclosure in Washington about a week or so ago about ETs here on Earth. Uh, pretty persuasive arguments he has about that. And, of course, the control of the international bankers. I'll tell you, sometimes I think it's all just a little too overwhelming. How are you responding to all this? At the present moment, Richard, I don't know... What to think about anything. Yeah, this is exactly my feeling, too. So I don't know where to go, yeah. what to do, what to plan. So I'm really on f- knowing, acknowledging I'm in the hands of God. So I really have no way to do any planning because the sensation is we don't know about the future. No. We don't know what is going to happen, even in our everyday life. Yeah. If we go outside and then in Brazil, life is a threat every day. 
In North America, you don't know when you're going to be accused of being a terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> in Korea, North Korea and South Korea, you don't know when the war is starting. In the Middle East as well, when the missile will drop on your head. Yeah. And... The world is like a, we say in English, like a tinderbox, you know, you throw a match in and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You don't know what is going flame. to happen to the no. church. No. Because it seems that Pope Francis mm. is a nice guy. He has good intentions. And we don't know how the Vatican and the mafias in the Vatican will react towards him. What will he be able to do or not? So times are really unstable, unpredictable. We know the evil guys are behind somewhere, in hiding, yeah. somewhere. We don't know. We know Bush cannot go out of the country, right? Well, he See? canceled the trip to Switzerland out of fear of being prosecuted for war crimes, yeah. crimes against so humanity. So this can happen in any place he goes, the same as to Kissinger. So we know these Jesuits are watching the skies with very potent telescopes. We saw something released that was on the... NASA site from the Solar and Heliospheric Observatory, the Extreme Ultraviolet Imaging Telescope, took pictures of this cube the or cubes. something on the sun or close to the sun. Yeah. They say is like seven times the size of Earth. Each cube? Yeah. Seven times, times the, the size. size of Earth. Well, this was released on a site that Will sent to us, uh, hmm. a guy who observes UFO sightings. I forget his name now, but he was saying that this picture was on the official NASA site that shows a mysterious black cube shape close to the sun. Not sure if it's emerging from the sun or close to the sun. They're estimating from the size of it in perspective with the sun. It's seven times the size of Earth and nobody knows what it is. So, Can you find this still in NASA's site? They say that. I looked for it this morning, couldn't see it, but they say that it's still on NASA's site. Yeah. Because if, if, if the Jesuits, the doctors in astronomy, are stating, and this, this is documented, that they are looking for extraterrestrial life in those um, specialized telescopes, infrared telescopes. So ultraviolet, you know, right? Extreme ultraviolet. No, no, I think it's infrared. Okay, right. I'm not sure, but I yeah. think it's infrared. Okay. So you can see those uh, elements like extraterrestrial life and things that are hidden uh, for our regular sight. Um, But you cannot detect on, like in the average uh, telescopes. So this is something that we have been informed here and there so we really don't know where we are heading to, and humanity. Where is humanity? What what can help to? us from the from the uh, perceive? Es- nobody speaks anymore about Nibiru planet and no, things no, like no, this no, no, because no, nothing showed up. No, so far it's supposed to be here by now, right? Yeah, yeah, it was supposed to be here. This cube, by the way, that they 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 got the picture of from the sun. Uh, mm-hmm. was discovered on the 21st of December ah. last year, which is interesting, <laughs> interesting timing. I mean, I don't know, you know, and, but is there anything from the, from the esoteric predictions from the sightings of the Holy Mother and things? Or, 
yeah. Malachi Martin. Is yeah. there anything that can yeah. help us to understand from this? Yeah, the, the, we know that from the the sightings of the Holy Mother in Garabandao. Yeah, they are waiting for something. When was this, by the way? Six, the sixties when she came, and uh, it seems that she came to complete the apparitions and the messages she gave. She brought in Fatima. In the and in La Saletti. Late, early 1900s. Fatima was in 1917. Yeah. And then she communicated more with Sister Lucia. But this huge, huge manifestations went on, took place in Fatima in 1917. Mostly. This, this yeah. was a prophetic time, end of the First World War, the Russian yeah. Revolution. This was an intense time in human history, too. Because, yeah. you know, it had that monstrosity of the First World War, which just destroyed the Belle Epoque yes. uh, movement out of France. And communism took communism power. Took yeah, my family was and persecuted. My mother's family was persecuted at this time. They were... Yeah. When the communists took over, they came and took all the farms from my. Could a lot tremendous distress. Yeah. For millions of people. Yeah. And then Nazism, Nazi. Nazism. Uh, there was Second World War. We had that whole Another. weird period in the twenties too. That sort of kind of decadent, um, disturbed, so-called. So we, development. according to these messages. Yeah. Um, it was previewed. Predicted. That predicted that if humanity didn't change its behavior, which we call totally inverted, unethical and inverted, upside-down behavior, mostly upside-down behavior, that if, but they don't use this term. They, no. they use the term to convert to God. We, we do not use the term convert because we don't want to sound as a religious thing, and it's a psychological thing. It's like more disinvert we speak about, because we are inverted. And then we have to disinvert, and this coincides with convert. It's going back to the right version of reality, to truth, beauty, and goodness. But according to these predictions, a third big danger would approach humanity, if uh, we would not change our mentalities and our behavior. And, of course, understanding better the situation through the new physics that Dr. Kepi wrote and discovered and developed, we understand that this brings a lot of bad energy to the planet, and not only bad energy in terms of esoteric things and supernatural as... The, it's known, but uh, according to radionics and radiesthesia, these are studies of energy. Energy, yeah. Yeah, science. We know that negative thoughts, words, actions, feelings, they do disturb the natural energy of, of the planet. Mm-hmm. So the, it, it can destroy the weather, the environment plants, animals, and ourselves. This is, this is already experienced. So, I remember you talking in a radio show with Dr. Kepi one time about this. You, you were talking about how um, we are designed to capture energy 
God's energy, mm-hmm. which we could we could call natural essential essential energy. Yeah. Uh, Tesla called it scalar energy. Yeah, There's yeah, 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 different yeah. names for this. That we are designed to capture this energy, and that that me- in order to do that, we have to be like a radio station. We have to be tuned to the right frequency. Yeah. And if we're not, then we don't capture correctly. And you you described it in this radio program as if we don't, if we're not um, in alignment with this radio station, <laughs> then we are deprived of capturing this energy. And we we become, you said, you didn't say stupid. This is my word of saying it. We become like mentally anemic. Mm-hmm. Mentally, and mentally, uh, physically, <laughs> physically. So we become like like stupid, and so this discovery of energy, Doctor Kepi's discovery of essential energy, uh, which other people have touched on but have not really characterized as well as he has, is like an essential element for us to understand that there is a way to be that brings us energy and health and a better society. So if we continue, Richard in this tsunami of negativity, this will have a response. Everything we launch comes back. So if we attack nature energetically the way we do, physically even, socially, physically, energetically, spiritually, spirit spirit is, in, in German, is Geist. You know Geist. Geist is the soul. Soul is Geist. And Geist is energy. Mm-hmm. When you go to fill up your tank. You go to a Geist station. You go, you go to a Geist station yes. in Germany. So it, if we extinguish our the channels or if we block the channels to bring to the planet uh, the food, the energetic food or the food which is energy for all things, material, immaterial, we are becoming anemic as you said. We are debilitating everything. And so I wonder, because as you said, Malachi Martin mentioned many times in his radio speeches and interviews, he said something horrible we would have to face before things got better. Yeah. As was predicted in La Salette in France in the 19th century, in Fatima in the early 20th century, in Garabandal in the 60s, 1960s, in the 70s or 80s in, in Bayside in New York City, that if we would not change our behavior, horrible things would happen to us because of our behavior. I don't see as yeah, God not, not punishing. Of God I don't punishing see, this as a, see this as something like God punishing. It's a natural law. And they claimed if we would shift our direction, this could be prevented. And Malachi Martin said that according to his ideas and what his inf- the informations he had, even secret informations, because he read the full content of Fatima's message, the third secret. And he said, before he died, that this content was terrifying. 
And this does not coincide with what was published and released by the Vatican as the official third or last part of the third secret, which was kept secret for a long time. What was the official story well, of the third secret? Is yeah, something benign, it was something right? yeah, very like yeah. a man. Bad things are going to happen. The Pope yeah. dressed in, like a bishop dressed in white, could be the Pope, would be killed in a... And and a lot of blood around, and but there was more. There was more, and it seemed well. If he to said it was terrifying, that, it must be more, and right? it must be more, and must include the whole of the humanity, and not only uh, the Pope and the people around the Pope in in Rome. So we were expecting from for something more universal and more like. Cosmic yeah. kind of thing. Let's uh, talk about that more when we come back. We're back in just a moment on thinking with somebody else's head. Let's look at the prophecies, Claudia, because I think there's things here that uh, most of us from a non-sectarian uh, sort of upbringing don't have uh-huh. any knowledge of. So this would be useful for us. We're back in just a moment on thinking with somebody else's head. From the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil, this is the Stop Radio Network. Some governments already admit that life on Earth will be extinct in a few years. This is not a certainty. The human being does destroy himself and destroy the world in which he lives. This is called inversion, and so far it is unconscious. But if we wake up now, there is still time to save life on Earth. Those who ignore this and do nothing to stop the destruction of the world are helping to destroy it. A message from the Stop the Destruction of the World Association, www.stop.org.br. A look at society's most pressing problem, Norberto Kepi's Disinversion of Economics is Work and Capital, available in the bookstore at healingthroughconsciousness.com. Home to thinking with somebody else's head, healing through consciousness, analyzing the 1%, and the conscious company. This is the Stop Radio Network. Program is thinking with somebody else's head. Richard Lord Jones, Claudia Bernhardt, Shaco. Claudia has uh, really quite a, done a lot of study and work with these sightings of the Holy Mother throughout history and what they represent in practical terms. Because this is the the thing I think for most of us who are not schooled in this, it's difficult for us to understand what what is the relationship between the sighting and the imagery and the sort of metaphors that the Holy Mother talks in and the actual reality that we're living today. What's the connection between those things? Now, you see, Richard, we are all like in, in suspense. Suspense. Yeah, we're a suspended animation. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what is going to happen. No. Everybody was waiting for something cosmic, a cosmic happening in the 21st December 2012. Most of Most of us knew that what they they predicted was not the true thing to happen because this was uh, brought up by the major medias many times. And we know that when the major media yeah. is behind, we know a lot of lies yeah. come. Yeah. Keep so, your eyes open. Don't believe so what... So this created a, an idea in all our minds. So we believed that something major would happen. We believed that uh, like Nibiru or the planet or this or that would happen. And 
on the turning of the century and then on the 2012 and then and then and now what what yeah so what should we believe in yeah so this brought a lot of discredit yeah. to any possible prophecies yeah the skepticism sure like, yeah how come you will believe yeah. in anything that was prophesized yeah after all this Palhaçadas, this is a clowniness. Jo joking around. I'm creating words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Palhaçando, good. Okay. All these Marian prophecies that uh, Malachi Martin spoke about, and he said, I'm sure up to 2017, things will be consummated. So. By 2017, yeah. 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 So we look around, we think, my God. Will a third world war start at any moment? Or will some extraterrestrial manifestation happen soon, unexpectedly? Will there be uh, an environmental or economic catastrophe that yeah. will take everybody to the bottom? Yeah. yeah. We are, I don't know what, how to say, how to say this in English, um, to... to Tell well, about my feelings and the feelings of my clients. So they are waiting and waiting. Yeah. It's like in a waiting room or in a line that you have to wait for something yeah. or in a long, distant flight that you are caught up in your small and... and yeah. Claudia, I've been, on this, I've been on this wait since the 80s. Since the 80s. See, it's since been, I the mean, 80s, since, isn't it? 80s, I started to wake up because I saw a movie about the atomic insanity called The Atomic Cafe. And this movie so shook me because of the insanity of what they were doing that I started to get involved in environmental groups and anti-nuclear groups. And I started to think and read. and understand. So since the 80s, I've been reading about the end of the world, if you want to call it that. Not in the Marian prophecies, because I didn't know anything about that, but in... Like sort of the economists and the environmentalists and the population people and these kinds of people have been talking about the end of time. So I've been, like your clients, I've been waiting a long time and it doesn't come or it, it comes, but it comes in a very protracted. So I know exactly what your clients are talking about. And things exactly. are not getting better no, either. No, they're not. They're getting much worse, much worse. So what the messages stated in Garabandal, for instance, there would be a sign from heaven or from sky that everybody would ob should observe the sky, that a, a, a sign would come and a sensation of a warning, a warning sensation where we would have the consciousness of our lives and what we did wrong and what we the good that we didn't do, that this would increase inside the human beings, in the inner selves of people. This is something that is already happening. I see people starting to get worried because they think, oh my God, should I have done something different in my life? Should I have done, I should, I should have the courage to change the destiny of my life and stop working for these powerful psychopaths and, and wasting my life for nothing, just for survival. I might be able to survive in, other, in another way, in another manner, doing something good. So this is increasing in humanity, this consciousness uh, about the validity, the value, the, the meaning 
of be working the way they are working for whom they are working yeah. and for the bankers and the powerful. Yeah. What have I lived my life for? What have yeah. I been, and, yeah. and feeding wars and, and paying for weapons and, and all the, the, the only ones who benefited are this minimum less than one, 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 1%. 1%. So we see that we are on a verge of something. We don't know what. The telescopes of the Vatican are turned to the sky. Waiting, waiting, and the and, looking, and and looking, and looking. Uh, last year, there was a triangle formed, formation of stars, very unusual. And I observed this myself. It stayed in the in in the sky for a week or so. Do you remember the stars involved? I don't remember the names, okay. but there is this. This is, was an astronomical. Right. Um, effect uh, or a phenomena, yeah. and then as the planets moved, it f- it was like dismantled, like yeah. this it was dis- dissipated. You don't dissipated. see the shape anymore, right? Yeah, but there was this triangle, and then I remember a movie I I watched, <laughs> The Final Conflict. <laughs> yeah, and this was interesting because The Final Conflict I watched on the eighties. Yeah, yeah. And there was the story of the coming of Jesus, the spirit of Jesus. It was not really uh, clear if the coming, the second coming, would be as Jesus as like flesh, flesh and Jesus in the flesh reappearing in the flesh, on earth, or yeah. it, it it looked like a, a huge spirit of Jesus coming in the end of the the film, his victory. And the story was so interesting because. There was like 666, the beast, Damien, is the third uh, part of Damien movies. Remember this, Damien? Sure, sure, Damien. And this third part, the fight or the final conflict was taken in London, and the beast was the ambassador of the United States, and... There, Played by it, Sam Neill, I think. It, the, yeah, yeah, good, yeah, good yeah. movie. It's yeah, a very nice, interesting, yeah, very interesting movie. Yeah. And everybody trying to distinguish or to kill or to eliminate him, and they could not. Yeah. And only in the end, it was because in the beginning there was there was a, a group of priests. In in like in Monte Monte Cassino in in Rome or near Rome or in Italy, who had and, the, had the project to go and, and kill him, right? And they were observing the sky, and they had this huge telescope, as they are now, <laughs> as they are now, by the way. Yeah, and they were expecting and waiting for this triangle formations in the sky, and when this triangle formation showed up. The thing, like, was like a, a, a. It's time. It's time. It the time has come. The counting down. Yeah, and they, sorry and for my difficulties. Yeah, so it's okay. Because this no, is an this, emotional subject. You, I, <laughs> they went to, and when we were in an emotional subject, speaking a second language is yeah, really difficult. Hard. We um, and so they went. There were a number of the priests, the, the warrior monks, then who were sent out. Yes. To try to With these find daggers. It, yeah daggers daggers yeah to there kill. were seven daggers yeah and then there were seven priests who and they lost yeah. and just one Wabaji remained the main the main one the the most important one they re- he remained 
and he gave the means uh, to a lady who represented the media. Right. She was a reporter. She journalist. was a reporter. Yes. And she, she had a son who was totally enchanted with the powerful. And he was like pacting with the beast. And in the end, she lost her child, her son, but she succeeded in winning the fight against Defeating Lucifer. Defe Lucifer. She defeated. Yeah. She stabbed him in the back with the help of this Abadi. Yeah. How do you say Abadi in English? I don't know. Uh, Abbot. Abbot? Abbot, maybe. maybe. Yeah. And so it was a beautiful movie and I now I remember because of this triangle and the beast which represented the evil inside the powerful of the planet he was feeling weaker and weaker each day and feeling that the Nazarene was here like the spirit of God was here already and active and draining his power and his energy and this was so beautiful to see this is beautiful so we are in a in a in a situation where the The priests, the Jesuits, are there observing the skies. We had this triangle last year. Now we know that we are in, in the time for change. We know that this Pope, Francis I, is the last Pope predicted by that prophet, So Malachias. Many, many years ago. Many, many years ago. He is the last Pope Uh, inside this way of institutionalized religion, we see Francis I ready or at least willing to do major modifications inside the Vatican structure and the church structure. We see and we watch him speaking about the devil many times and Lucifer. And so this is absolutely amazing because most of the popes forgot about the devil and speaking about the devil, and he's bringing back this concept. So it seems that he's aware of something very strong going on, some spiritual battle that is going on and that will manifest itself more openly to everybody, all nations, all peoples. So we have this feeling that something is coming. We don't know what. So we in Trilogy... We have been working to prepare people for this raising of consciousness. Yes, this inner, inner movement. We, we need to raise up our, the level of consciousness of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, we need any way. If we can disinvert humanity in time so we avoid major catastrophes, we can avoid them. Yeah. We can. You, you know, when you were speaking about the sort of the confrontation of power in, in a sense you talked about that and this can be extraterrestrial yeah, yeah, yeah. the confrontation remember reagan speaking about this yeah star wars yeah sure and other uh, other presidents in the united states yeah. in, in in russia they spoke openly directly about this about extraterrestrial i saw civilizations. A, a cbc canadian broadcasting corporation reporter confronting the canadian central banker forget his name now, the head of the Central Bank Canada, who's going to become the, the head of the Central Bank in England. He's one of the three most powerful central bankers in the world. And this reporter was confronting him, and this guy did not like being confronted. So you see who's behind the scenes. Yeah. 
Who's persecuting right. this scientific it's, it's, work? It's all the same people, Claudia. It's always the same people. They just change amazing. positions. Amazing. It's a very so few it's, people. It's so amazing that we so small to scientists. Yeah. We're persecuted in terms of this power of this world. As, as uh, Francis I says, the government of this world is not a government or this is not a system that we, we should dialogue with. Yeah. We should not have a dialogue with this kind of yeah. government that we are seeing it, in the planet. Is there any of uh, Kepi's work that could be useful to us, any books of his that you would recommend for people at this time? About what? Uh, at this time of strengthening this inner life. Maybe Metaphysics 1, Liberation of the Being. Do you have any? Uh, I'm just thinking of our people listening now. How can they begin to delve? It's so universal. It's, it, we, are, we are going through the major yeah. revolutions of all. And we, we must know that not necessarily people who come from other planets will be good because they came already. And they are here already in some way, interacting with us. There are the good ones and the bad ones, the bad guys. And, and we know they can be very dangerous and deceptive. So what I have to say is watch yourselves, open your eyes, and pay attention to consciousness and to this inner feeling of what is good, beautiful, and truthful. Don't let you allow yourself to be deceived. Yes, and especially don't allow yourself to lose this vision that all of us have. All cultures have this idea of a return to paradise. We can't lose this yeah. hope, Claudia. And you know something, Richard? We have seen beautiful men and beautiful prophets like Gandhi, like other prophets. Martin Luther King. Like even Buddha was very helpful. But I can tell you, we should stick to the teachings of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Not with the institutional religion, but to him as a being who brought all, all the teachings possible, intelligently, scientifically. He's a healer. He's a philosopher. He is a scientist. He is a, a wise, super wise man. <laughs> because he's God. He has his divine nature. So he brought us the solution and the hope that we can overcome suffering, pain, and death. We can transcend this if we stick to his teachings. Not to the institutional religious teachings, but to his teachings. Following his teachings. That's a tall order in our inverted society, isn't it? But exactly what the greatest among us have tried to do even if not consciously. But there is a powerful resonance in the human soul to be good and to try to help others. And anyone who follows that creed is indeed following Jesus' teachings. That is our program for this week. Thinking with Somebody Else's Head is a proud production of the International Society of Analytical Trilogy. And we're back again next time on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. Until then. <laughs>